0: Jcastnetwork.org.
1: Welcome to the daily Daf Differently. I'm Rabbi Jan Urbach, and today we're studying Masechet Yoma, Daf Pei Vav, page eighty-six. Yesterday's Mishnah began a discussion of the way atonement really works, and the theme running through the discussions on our page today is the effectiveness of Yom Kippur. Does it really give us a fresh, clean start, such that we're good as new? Always? And if not, under what circumstances? Rabbi Eliezer raises a contradiction that's found in the 13 Attributes of God. Um, Here it's Exodus chapter 34, verse 7. The text says, V'nakeh, God will absolve, forgive. But the verse continues um, in a section of the verse that we don't quote when we use the 13 attributes liturgically um, as part of our Yom Kippur service. The verse continues, "Lo God will not absolve and forgive. And I think this contradiction of forgiveness and not forgiveness, if we take it out of the um, idea of an interventionist God, Um, and think about our own experience, it's true to our experience. Hopefully we do emerge from Yom Kippur feeling transformed and renewed. But often we sense, even in that moment, that we are still our old selves with all our old behaviors and patterns. We may even see them reemerge right there in the middle of Yom Kippur. And so we have this question, Is Yom Kippur really effective? Rabbi Elazar Benazaria, in the name of Rabbi Yishmael, explains the discrepancy, forgiveness, not forgiveness, the effectiveness or not effectiveness of Yom Kippur, um, on the basis of the nature of the wrongdoing, with several classes of wrongdoing, each with progressively more difficult means of attaining atonement. And so if we violate a positive mitzvah, a mitzvah that is you shall do, then tshuva alone may atone. But if we violate a mitzvah l'otase, a negative mitzvah, one we shall not do, then we need both tshuva and Yom Kippur. But if it's an especially severe sin, um, punishable by karet, by um, a spiritual cutting off from the people, or by the death penalty... Then, tshuva and Yom Kippur are not enough. Tshuva and Yom Kippur and suffering are necessary to fully atone. And if, lastly, what we've done is a chelul Hashem, a violation, a, a desecration of God's name, which the Talmud here in this on this daf interprets actually quite broadly, um, then we need both tshuva and Yom Kippur and also on top of that suffering to atone. And even then, atonement is suspended and comes only with the person's death. So that's one way of thinking about it. Alternatively, per Rabbi Chama Barchanina, the Gemara offers us a different way, and that is that the distinction as to whether Yom Kippur is fully effective depends not so much on the nature of the wrongdoing, but on the nature or the origin of our tshuva, our repentance. Specifically, tshuva me Ahava, repentance out of love, is more effective than tshuva me yira repentance out of fear. Where we do our tshuva out of a fear of punishment, whether we think of that as imposed by an interventionist God, or just as the natural consequences of our actions, then it's more likely that our wrongdoing will leave a kind of scar in the soul. But where our tshuva is out of love, out of a desire to be closer to God, out of a yearning to be the best person we can be, then the effects of our wrongdoing are completely eradicated. And Yom Kippur does allow us to begin anew. Perhaps because in that case, our inner work is much deeper. The Tama then goes on to wax poetic about the great power of tshuva of repentance, which, according to the Gemara Anaradaf, has the potential to bring redemption, to transform wrongdoing into merits. Maybe because we've, when we um, repent for what we've done wrong, we actually learn, and um, we end up in a stronger, uh, more insightful healthier place than we were before. Um, Tshuva has the power to lengthen a person's life, and an individual's tshuva can even gain forgiveness for the whole world. And yet, toward the bottom of page 86b, we return to our original question. Always? What about repeat offenders? Well, it turns out there are limits. Here the Talmud says that three times for a particular sin, we are forgiven. The fourth time, we will not be forgiven. Why is that? A later passage, just a little bit further down the duff, on a different point, um, may help us understand. Here, Rav Huna teaches, once a person commits a sin and repeats it, it becomes permitted to him or her. In other words, perhaps the issue isn't that God runs out of patience with us after three times, but that when we allow our bad behavior and ways of being to become a pattern, when they become habitual, eventually we stop seeing that behavior as wrong, and we won't do tshuva, we won't change, and therefore we won't be worthy of forgiveness. The final piece of today's I want to mention is a baraita in the middle of the long lines at the bottom of 86b, which asks the question, If we confess to certain sins on this Yom Kippur, do we confess them again next Yom Kippur? The rabbis for the Baraita say no. Unless one repeats them again, one shouldn't confess them again. To do so would be like the verse in Proverbs, quote, like a dog that returns to its vomit, so is a fool who repeats his foolishness. And this makes sense. We're not supposed to dwell endlessly on wrongdoing. It's not healthy. It's not helpful. Um, Yom Kippur allows us the opportunity to confess, to let it go, and move on. But Rabbi Eliezer Ben Yaakov says otherwise. He says we should confess again, and one who does so is in fact praiseworthy. He quotes Psalm 51, for I recognize my transgression, and my sin is before me always. And here we come to another, a deeper understanding of tshuva. If we really do tshuva, if our confession is deep and real, then hopefully we are transformed by that. We're not only forgiven for the particular sin, but we are changed. And we recognize our wrongdoing in a deeper way. I certainly have had this experience myself where I thought that I understood what I had done. And only after the process of atoning in Yom Kippur and going through another year as a person who's been changed, do I realize that when I confessed the year before, I had no idea the depth of what I had done. And now I understand it differently. And I need to confess again. Thanks for learning today's DAPF with me. We'll pick up here tomorrow.